Good morning. Amen. Isn't it good to be here? It is. I am glad that you are here. If you are watching, hello. I know that there were some folks who were not feeling well. So, or there, so if you're watching, hello. We're glad that you're able to do this, and uh, we're praying for you. Uh, for some people, we've already started praying. First thing this morning, they get to feeling better. And um, some people are, are with their loved one who is not feeling well. And some are in the air right now. So pray for them. So today we have uh, just a reminder of the uh, of the needs for the Christian mission. Uh, I know that some people have already brought a few things, but just a reminder, mayo, ketchup, mustard. Apparently the only thing that Dad could remember was the mayonnaise. Got to some dukes there. Uh, the mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, uh, salad dressing, cake and brownie mix, canned icing, mac and cheese, boxed instant potatoes, stuffing, paper towels, and canned fruit, but no applesauce, please, it says. So, uh, And also some dog food and, and feminine products. So if you want to buy any of those things, um, Gigi is one of, the, one of the people who's not feeling well, but we have a pile started for her. <laughs> she said that she would be happy to donate those things, like take them to the uh, the Christian mission. Mission. So if you're interested in participating in that at all, please do bring your things. Uh, this coming Wednesday is our our blanket party. Again, I, you know, some names roll around in my head, but... Um, <laughs> But we are we're participating in whatever type of crafting you like to do. If it's if it's sewing, um, if it's knitting or crocheting, uh, tying the the pieces of felt or fleece together, bring whatever it is. If you just want a fellowship, you're welcome to come over and hang with us, or you can come over to Brother Mike's class and uh, hear and receive the word. It, either way is fine. Uh, so we would love for you to participate in either one because both are going to bring fellowship and togetherness. So we, we do want to do that. Um, also, for the month of February, it is toothbrushes, any type of oral hygiene. So floss, toothbrushes, those little flossers or anything like that. So please do bring your things. It's already halfway through. My golly, that's, that's amazing. So um, any other... Uh, uh, next week is... Next week is membership. If you have, if you've gotten, if you've received a, a booklet and you've talked over and, and you've discussed with uh, pastor what you know, your intention of of joining, we would love to have you. And the twenty seventh is Dr. Tatum. He will be here and we'll be doing a different type of service there. Uh, just a few, a few different things that we're doing, but a big time testimony service. So, so gather. I mean, don't let that discourage you from testifying. You know, in the next coming weeks, but, but we will be uh, just talking about the goodness of the Lord and and that sort of thing on the twenty seventh. So keep those things in mind. Um, some things you will get an announcement, a, a call for. Some things maybe not. We'll just keep announcing them here. Um, I I want to, during the testimony time, normally I'm like, well, everybody has to see me a whole bunch, so I'm just going to chill out. But I do want to give the Lord thanks for, for something personally, and it might take an extra minute, and so bear with me. Um, it was about, it was almost a year ago, um, I hurt my foot in the, uh, at school. And I, I hyperextended my toe, 
And for those of you who are into sports, it's called turf toe. Yeah, so I, I, I hyperextended the, the joint and it I, I felt a pop as soon as it happened and immediately swelling and, and bruising and it was just really, really bad. Well, there are three levels of this. Number one is just, you know, ice and ice and a few days of rest. Uh, number two is physical therapy and some time. And number three level is um, surgery. So I was like, oh, okay, this is not good. So been doing some physical therapy with it and and still having issues, just pain. And I know y'all look at my shoes immediately. The case when you see, you wouldn't wear these shoes. But I'm telling you, after after eight hours at work, just wearing flats or you know something with a little more support, you know, going walking in, in walking shoes, it's still lots of pain. And I, you know, I would there have been times that I would come off the uh, off the stage from singing and preaching and being on my feet the whole time and have to take my shoes off because I can't put any weight on that foot. Okay, this is a problem. And I, I've been, you know, and in the moment I would say, Lord, help me, Lord, help, oh, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. Taking the shoe off and having to like pull the toe back and, you know, just trying to find some position that would bring relief. And I realized I had not prayed for healing. It was like, I, you know, just didn't even... Not that it didn't occur to me, but just hadn't really been, hadn't really been there mentally. Like, oh Lord, I, I just trust that you would bring healing. And I spoke to Mom about it. I don't know. This was six weeks ago, maybe. And just talking about the the pain level, and you know, Shane's been parked. He's not here, so I can fuss about him parking all the way at the end. Like, baby, I the struggle is real. You're gonna have to pick me up and tote me to the truck. But. I know, well, I, I began praying, and I began saying, you know, Yahweh Rapha, you are the God who heals, you are, the, you know, you're, you're guaranteed, we're guaranteed the promises of God, now, we're not guaranteed when they will happen, but we are assured that if we pray, we receive, so I began to pray, and I know good and well, Mom has been praying, and, and I'm not going to say it's completely healed, because there's still some pain, but it is so much better, there have been days of completely no pain at all so I just want to say thank you to the Lord for his goodness because without him without him it, it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be possible it wouldn't even be tolerable so I just give the Lord thanks and praise today and I encourage you that no matter what we are guaranteed the promises of God now, again we are not guaranteed when they will happen but we are promised that God is faithful and he will do what he says he will amen let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer ask him to have his will in the service heavenly father I thank you God I thank you so much because you are Yahweh Rapha the God who heals us father I thank you and I praise you that you hear and answer our prayers God that even when we don't see it you're working father God that that when things come against us and when life happens when things are difficult that we can trust that you are in control father God that that even when we don't see the results of our prayers happening yet but God we trust we know that you are doing things in the heavenly realms father God I just ask you now that you would have your will in each and every life each and every person who has come here today there is no one who is here by accident but father God you have a plan and a purpose Lord you have something that you want to speak to each heart and we just trust that you would do that today for all those who are watching online 
and just ask healing and strength and help. God, lifting up for them that they'd be able to come back into your house as soon as possible. God, we just ask your will be done in each and everything that is said and done today that we honor you and please you and lift you up. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see the mountain move. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you, and every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. If you are for me, and if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is the cross, God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees With my hands lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you And every fear I lay at your feet I'll sing through the night Oh God, the battle belongs to you Almighty fortress Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. And Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. My almighty fortress, you go before us. And nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, 
you win every battle nothing can stand against the power of our god so when i fight i'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high oh god the battle belongs to you and every fear i lay at your feet i'll sing through the night oh god the battle belongs to you oh god the battle belongs to you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you today. You are so good, God. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. My God will never fail. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh. Thank you, Lord. You are always victorious. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. So I'm not backing down from any giant. Because I know how this story ends. Yes, I know how my story ends. Then I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh.
take. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good and you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good and you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good and i'm gonna see your victory i'm gonna see your victory for the battle belongs to you lord I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to my Lord. I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see your victory. I'm going to see your victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Claim this promise today. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Lord, turn it for good. Come take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good lord turn it for good because you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good thank you lord that we can claim this promise today we praise your holy name lord you are so good to us, God. We're so good. We praise your holy name, Lord. We praise you, Father. We praise you.
believe that, if you know it today, give him praise and worship and adoration for what he is. Thank you, Lord. there, brother. I mean, uh, let's, let's just be real about it. But when I told the class Wednesday night, had two people to say, it's going to be all right. Ain't nothing to it. Everything going to be all right. And do you know what that did? Gave me a little bit of peace about it. God knows how to give us peace when we need to know peace. He'll bless us and he'll touch us. It's one of my favorite subjects. I, I like to talk about peace as much as I like to talk about much of anything except for sports but I've, I'll talk about peace with you for a while and I'll sing about it for you this morning life is a few days of trouble 
Does anybody feel good here this morning? Amen. Glory, glory. I am feeling good in my sanctified soul. And there's already been two that has blessed the Lord with a good testimony about things that are going on good in their lives. And just before we receive prayer requests, we want to do uh, another one or two that, that would just brag on the Lord. And uh, uh, Jennifer has mentioned that uh, Dr. Tatum's here in a few weeks, and, and that's one of the uh, thrusts that he will uh, have in what he does on that Sunday. And I don't know what else he'll be doing, but uh, he just wants to get a feel for what's going on in your life since you've known the Lord at this particular church. Amen. Has anything good happened? Has anything blessed your life? Is the Lord working in you? And how glad you are to be a Christian. And I don't know if he'll ask you if you're glad to be a member of the Church of God, Cornelius, or not. But if you'd like to join, we want you to do so. Uh, those Some are already members, and, and maybe if there's others that would like to join, we want you to do that. Amen. You're part of a fellowship. Um, now, it won't matter. It won't matter up or down about your availability or your ability to go to heaven. That doesn't change anything. Am I going to, amen, if you join the church and then that's automatically you go to heaven? No. You know how you go to heaven? You're born again. Born again of the blood of Jesus Christ and you walk in His statutes. You do what He says. Amen. In fact, he encouraged us that if we love him, keep his commandments. Amen. Now, I've been excited about all that's going on this morning. Our song seemed like there was battle in, in a couple of them anyway, and uh, mountains in a few of them. And uh, uh, this morning, I couldn't get my uh, regular preaching station. It was something static or might have been something going on with the weather I don't know but I flipped and here's a guy talking about how the mountains and how it had shift and and this one was supposed to be over here and that one was supposed to be over here but because of something that happened I, I want to tell you you can find everything you need to know about creation in God's word amen Hallelujah. you may have your theory and your theory may be close or even right but nothing takes place without the hand of God to do it in, the, in those kinds of things. Amen and amen and amen. I've never been able to create a mountain, have you? Praise God. I've never been able to create a physical mountain, but God can. <laughs> physical mountain. I understand that's why my wife likes that song, Only Real Peace. I create a lot of mountains around the house spiritually, but she loves that peace that God gives. Amen. But when I was thinking about that, the battle belongs to God. Isn't that what Jehoshaphat said? Oh, there's armies. How many armies? One there and one, and one here. And the number is much greater than anybody can imagine. And we don't have the firepower to take care of it. And you know what God said? 
He said that you go out there and there's no need to fight. For the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. Oh, let's do that in our regular problems and difficulties and know that he'll fight the battle. How much do we have to thank God for? How much? Amen, Brother Mike, you mentioned, and, and you mentioned something there, uh, Jennifer, and, and it's amazing that we we can think of so many things. Uh, has the Lord ever healed your body of anything? Has the Lord ever taken care of an obstacle that was standing in your way and he just moved it out, looked like there was no way in the world that it could happen, and, and all of a sudden you're at the end of your rope and he gives you more rope. Uh, hallelujah! There's so many things that have happened in my life. And physically, lately, with the, the cancer and that guy. And you, uh, if you've been through it, you know the feel. You know what goes on. You know how you don't feel good. But now to feel good? Now? <laughs> I've got almost as much hair as Brother Chad. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thank God, Sister Shirgi, for what God has done for me. And I, you know, I was thinking a little bit while we were singing too. Brother Shuggy, we are on the way. Brother Shuggy, we'll be there after a while. Glory, wonders he looking. Hallelujah. No, he's not looking down. Oh, no, he's doing other good stuff. Amen. Praise God. Do you, do you have a testimony? of God will happen they will take place because he promised them amen amen and it may you may have to have an attitude about some of this stuff God you said it and I believe it uh, God you said it that's it and I believe it amen 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 you may have to stand up like David said who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of God. Who's the devil think he is having me to go through this stuff, putting this stuff, pushing him and beating against me? Who does he think you he is? Oh, but David, you're just a teenager, and you don't understand. That man is nine feet six inches tall and he's bad his shield probably weighs more than you've ever picked up in your who does who does he think he is and a little boy with his sling in his hand stops off to get a 
five rocks. I started to say a few rocks, but he got he did get a few rocks. And God gave him the victory. This morning we want to pray for Brother Mike, I mean Brother uh, Vic has had to stay home because his wife is not doing well. Her breathing is labored and it's tough and it's hurting and I think my wife said in her side and her chest and it's just awful, awful. And I don't know if you've been at a place that it was hard to breathe. Praise God. When you're searching for that breath, you need the help of God. And so let's pray for uh, Vicky and all the need that Brother my, uh, brother Vic has. And uh, remember those things. There are other spoken requests at this time. Anyone at all? Yes. God, please work out some things for, for my brother that, oh, God, work it out. You're God. Yes. Right, Gigi's not feeling well, and let's pray for Papa back. You have a prayer request, young man, or are you waiting for Grandpa? Bless the Lord. All right, you don't have to repeat it all. God knows what he said. God bless you, brother. What's your request? Yes. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Um, brother, yes, Brother Mike. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Sister. Oh, yes. Bless the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Another spoke. Yes. spoken request. We'll receive that now. Yes. God. 
Amen. Uh, Sister Julie, I'm Judith, I'm sorry. Unspoken request. Praise God. We got a God that knows, don't we? <laughs> Holy God. Hallelujah. He's not asleep. He's not on a journey. And he's not dead. He is alive and he knows. Lift that hand for all the unspoken requests that you have. Would you stand with me now together as we call upon the Lord? Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you today. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. How great is our God. How great is our God. Lord, every need that is represented is important to that individual especially. And I pray, God, that you would touch them according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I pray for those needs to receive strength, healing, your blessing, your hand upon everyone. Father, we don't remember all of them, but we ask you, God, to show up real big. I, for the family that looks like mom is about, uh, and the wife is about to be going on to glory uh, after all the cancer she's faced. Uh, God touched Father, I pray lift him up. Whatever is going on in his life, whatever the uneasiness about all of this, uh, the uncertainty, God show up for him and bring victory and blessing everyone that spoke today mentioning their family members oh lord for salvation for those that are lost and lord for healing for those that that needs are unspoken needs god you know how to fix that that's wrong Oh, Lord, in our lives, whatever it might be. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that you show up and for the cold ever said, show up big, Lord, uh, largely. Do large stuff. Do big stuff uh, for individuals in the name uh, of our Savior. Oh, my God, I ask you uh, to undertake upon everyone. Uh, and, Lord, we raise our hand for, for need that we have. And you know every one of them. Oh, you know every one of them. Please fix, Lord, and whatever our role is, help us to do our part. Uh, Lord, help us to say the right word. Uh, pray the right prayer. Call the individual. Whatever we need to do, uh, God, show us that, uh, that we might encourage uh, and lift up uh, and strengthen everyone. Uh, thank you for your love and blessing. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the deliverance. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the healing. Uh, oh, Lord, and, and God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Uh, and we thank you. Uh, this privilege of praise, Lord, all of our loved ones, uh, and God, there are some that are facing difficult times, and Lord, I pray that you give them uh, instructions uh, and direction in their lives, we ask it in the name of our lovely Savior today, as we hear the word of God, may it touch our hearts, uh, penetrate their hearts, uh, Lord, to show us uh, what it is that we can do for the glory of God uh, and for the kingdom of God. What can I do, Lord, to help? How can I bless? Uh, how can I touch lives? Uh, Lord, show me the day. Uh, and give me the strength and your 
blessings upon it all. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Would you please fellowship every person you can get to? If somebody shies away, just run right to them and grab their hand. Praise the Lord.
making a <laughs> All right, whatever it takes. All right, y'all. For those who uh, we're just talking about peace, and I have been for those who know, y'all know I love Dr. Darius Daniels. Linda's not here to take a shot, but um, I love Dr. Darius, and I just think he's so smart and he has lots of good things going on. I was I've been listening to a series called Unbothered. He's doing a he does a Wednesday night teaching series, so it's a little different than his um, than his preaching, which is you know animated and and that little more loud and what you'd expect from preaching I guess but uh, Unbothered series is, is really good so if you're looking for more on peace there's I think four I'm on the third one I just finished the third one this morning getting ready for getting ready for church so when we left the subject last of using our words we discussed the importance of relating correctly in marriage we are to love Men are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church in the same way that he washes them, washes us with the word. And husbands are to wash the, the wife with the word, just pour it over us. And the wife is to respect the husband as the representative of Christ. And we discuss, you know, even those, those times he doesn't deserve it or we don't think he deserves it, we are still to obey because it's it's right it's what we are called to do so today we will hear the word of christ spoken spoken first to the disciples and then to us and our title today just say the word i preached this from this particular passage about 10 years ago i was looking back in my notes and it was March, March tenth, I think, of uh, of twenty of twenty twelve. Uh, preached from this particular passage of scripture, and as I was praying for direction, you know, Lord, where are we headed? Which way are we going? What do you What do you want us to to say and learn and do? This kept coming back to my mind, and I remembered the the title of it. And this was not the same title. I did change that, but. Uh, I just kept, I kept getting it back into my spirit. Like this, go back to this, go back to this, take a look at it. And so today, I hope that maybe we can be reminded of some things or learn some new things. Because a mark of maturity is that you can disagree with yourself. <laughs> that uh, something that you thought was the case or the truth or the way things were, 10, 20, 30 years ago, and you learn more, and you study more, and you hear from the Lord, and you think, ah, I maybe shouldn't have thought of it that way. That's just, that's a sign of maturity that you're, that you don't have to be stuck in the one idea, but you can, you can develop through God's Word. So, I hope that we are able to, to see some new truth and be reminded of the former truth. So the setting here is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He had just been baptized by John. He had just come out of the wilderness, being tempted of the devil. And we're told that his healing ministry had already begun. But he had also been preaching the message of the kingdom of God in all the synagogues that he came to. He had not yet, that we know of, called any disciples because we see in this particular situation. We're going to be in Luke chapter 5 
Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 5 to begin. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So Jesus here is teaching by Lake Gennesaret, and this is also known as the Sea of Galilee, the uh, Sea of Tiberias. It's all the same area. And a lot of Jesus' ministry circled around this particular area. Sister Dean's you know, nodding her head because she's been there, and that's so neat. But uh, Jesus was here by this lake, and he was teaching. He had been traveling around some and teaching people, and here a crowd has gathered to hear him. They want to hear the word the Logos, the teaching, the instruction, the word of the word, because we know that through Jesus, the word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory of the Son. So they want to hear that word. They want to hear the knowledge of God brought forth. And Jesus saw two ships by the shore, and the fishermen who owned them had departed and were washing their nets. So obviously this is either first thing in the morning or during the daytime because fishing at that point was done at night. So it's during the day, they're, they're done with their excursion for, for that particular day. And after each night of fishing, the nets had to be washed. So this was because the, when they threw out the nets and, and pulled them back up, all sorts of rocks and debris and other kinds of creatures that were unwanted would have gotten caught into the net. Right? They would have gotten caught in the nets as, as they tried to fish. So the nets had to be prepared for the next time that they were going to go out. They had to be cleansed, so taking out the, the debris, taking out the extra things... And they had to be mended. If they were broken in any way or pulled apart, they had to be put back together. And they would have had to be stretched. So they would have had to be pulled out, stretched, so that they wouldn't have dry rot. So Jesus noticed, hey, these two ships are, are empty. I'm going to get on one of them. And... Jesus entered the vessel. He spoke to its owner, which happened to be Simon Peter, and he told him, he said, hey, I'm going to need you to push out a little bit from the shore. And this word here in the, in the Greek is puny or small. Push out just a small amount. Just push out a little bit from, from the shore. So he pushed out a little, and Jesus sat down, began to teach and preach to all those people who were listening to him. And once the sermon was over, Jesus said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. 
again, this is during the daytime. We don't know how long Jesus preached. But, but Peter says to him, Master, in this case, the word is meaning commander. Master, we have worked hard, and we feel fatigued. The word here, he said, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. And then, again, in the Greek it means we have worked hard and we feel fatigued. We have been doing this all night, guys. We've been doing this. I just got done doing that, and nothing happened. But then he says, but at your word. And this word is not the logos. This is not extra new knowledge. This is rhema or utterance. If you're taking notes, R-H-E-M-A, rhema. This is where the word rhetorical comes from. Have you ever heard of a rhetorical statement or a rhetorical question? It's a question or a statement that doesn't need a reply. It doesn't require you to answer it because it's obvious in the way that it was said what the facts are, what the truth is. So what Peter here is saying is we have done all that we know to do, but because you've spoken the word, I'm going to do it. It doesn't even need for me to argue back. It doesn't even need for me to question it doesn't even need for me to say are you sure and double check because you have said it I'm going to do it Peter is saying perhaps without even realizing that just because of the authority of the one who said it obedience must be immediate at your word Lord and in verses 6 through 11, it says, And when they had this done, when they had this done, when they had thrown out the nets after Jesus told them to, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were on the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. And all that were with him in the at the draught of fishes, which were taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. If any of y'all ever watched The Chosen, that's if y'all are not watching The Chosen, y'all need to watch The Chosen. It's so good. There's, a, there's an app for it, so you can watch it on your device, on your phone, or on your tablet. It's, it's so good. But this particular situation happens, and, and to see Simon Peter and the way that they portray Simon Peter, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because he was so like, okay, fine, I'll do what you say. And then the, all the fish come and, you know, they, they catch this, this huge, and they begin to sink and he's calling out and yelling out and all these fish just weigh down the boat. It's amazing to see 
that kind of come to life. But Jesus said to them, throw out your nets. And here's the result of obedience. After they obeyed the word of the Lord. Not when they agreed to, but after they had obeyed. Uh, not, not after they said, yes, Lord, I'll, sure, I'll do what you say. But after they had obeyed, they threw the nets out, and they pulled them back in. And that's when the miracle occurred. Because we have to be obedient to the word before God comes through with his answer. I step out in faith. I hear the word. I receive what God says. And I step out in faith and do what he's asking me to do. And then the promises come through. They enclosed a multitude. This word means fullness. So much so that the net broke or tore asunder. Simon Peter and his crew called to their partners on the other ship to come help. And both ships were filled with fish that had not been available the night before. They began to sink. Then Simon sank even further. He prostrated himself in front of Jesus, grabbed onto his knees. He recognized his own wretchedness when compared to Christ's holiness, when, when seen against what God can do, he said, I am wretched, and I do not deserve for you to spend time with me. He and his companions were astonished at what had been done by the power that was working within them. Because the thing is, that was a lake, they were going expecting fish. They had gone out the night before in order to fish. It wasn't that they were expecting fish from the sand. It wasn't they went to the mountains to fish. No, they were on the sea expecting fish but not getting them. So when Jesus said, do this, and they cast forth their nets and they brought up the nets, they shouldn't have been surprised that there were fish because that's where the fish were. And the thing is, it is according to the power of God that works in us. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is working in us. We just have to have the faith to do it again. It wasn't Jesus who cast the nets. He told them to cast the nets. It wasn't Jesus who pulled the nets up. They were the ones who pulled the nets up. It wasn't Jesus who helped them to get the other boat. Simon called to his partners and said, come get the other boat. The thing is, our obedience brings about miraculous results because of the power of Christ working within us. We have to obey and then the miracles happen. So Jesus changes their course. He tells them to literally stop being fearful. He says, fear not. Stop being fearful. Because from now on, they would be catching people. 
this word catching means something different than catching those fish. It means to take alive as a prisoner of war. Because when we are catching people for the purposes of bringing them to Christ, they're a prisoner of war. The enemy has had them for long enough, and we are taking them captive to bring back to Christ. This was the point at which they decided to leave behind who they had been, the comfort of the familiar and the identity of the past, and walk the same way with Jesus. So his word is speaking to us today because sometimes he shows up at an inopportune time. <laughs> you know, the Lord begins to speak to you. Like, really, right now? <laughs> okay, I was feeling pretty good. I was, you know, I've been doing other things and I've been okay. You thought that your work was done. You'd caught nothing. Your nets were already washed. Like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, well, I tried. <laughs> Again, I've, I've said, that's normally my philosophy. If at first you don't succeed, give up and try something else. So oftentimes, <laughs> I'm, I'm for real, um, oftentimes it's like, all right, Lord, tried that. Never mind. <laughs> Didn't work. But God wants to show up in these times. And he wants to get into your boat. The Lord wants to use you for a purpose, each and every one of us. Each and every one of us has a calling and a purpose. And notice what Jesus did. He called them to be fishers of men. They were already fishermen. And the Lord can use what you have. The Lord is able to use what you're good at for His purpose, for His glory. The Lord is able to call you right where you are to come to your situation and find a way to use what you're good at in order to reach people. You know, we, we sometimes think that, well, the, the ministry, the only ministry is like, teaching or preaching or or singing or whatever you see those big things quote unquote big things that you see but God made us for a purpose on purpose so whatever he put within you is what he wants you to use for those people who are extroverted and love to talk to people and love to to meet new folks and and maybe the Lord wants to use that for outreach to minister for those people who are more shy and want to be in the background those those positions are necessary because without people doing the background stuff we can't get any of the big stuff done so God wants to use what you have God got into their boat. He used what they had. He used what they were familiar with to get them comfortable with the idea of following him. Each of us has a calling. So there are some principles that we can apply in our own situation. The first thing that we see, the first thing that we learn from this passage is to prep your net. 
Simon, James, and John had been cleaning their nets for the next fishing job. Little did they know how soon that opportunity would occur. Net preparation, again, included removing trash and debris, stretching the nets, mending if it was broken. Because if it wasn't whole, if it wasn't mended, then the fish would go right through that, that space. So as we prep our nets in a spiritual sense, we need to ask the Lord to remove the junk. Get rid of the debris. Get rid of the extra stuff that shouldn't be there. Lord, as I go through my day and, and stuff gets in me, stuff gets caught up in my nets, God, clean it. God, throw that stuff away. Help me, Lord, that every day I would be sanctified. Help me, Lord, that every day I would get rid of anything that doesn't please you. Asking for the cleansing of God. Accepting the mending that comes from God. Because life happens. The enemy does attack, but life happens, and, and things get broken. And our hearts are hurt, and our feelings get hurt. And we experience brokenness. And the only way that we can have mending is through the Lord. They say, Lord, here I am. Here are my nets. Here is what I can use for you, and I just pray that you mend me, that you... You stitch me back together. God, That if, if I took offense too easily, God, forgive me and, and mend me. God, if I'm holding any bitterness in my heart, if, I, if I'm harboring unforgiveness, mend me, God. If, if I have relationships that are severed, that need to be put back together, God, I just pray that you would mend me. Fix what's going on in me. And then the stretching, which is not comfortable. Lord I, Lord, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Lord, I don't want, really, Lord? I just don't, I don't, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. But that stretching to say, Lord, I am a willing vessel. And if you want to use these nets, if you want to use what's in my heart, if you want to use me, the talents and abilities that I have, God, stretch me. God, make me a vessel that is available for your use. Stretch me, God. Use me. The second thing we need to do is do not let the last thing be the last thing. Do not let the last thing be the last thing. What would have happened if those fishermen had allowed the discouragement of a bad night to keep them from ever fishing again. And sometimes that's what we do. We let the last bad thing that happened, we let the enemy say, that's it for you. You are done. We allow the lies that the devil wants to, to tell us to say, there's no reason to even try again. The last thing was the last thing. 
The last time you tried, it didn't work. So there's no reason to try again. They were all tired. Simon told Jesus this. He said, we've all night long, we've been out here and we're tired. And it would have maybe felt a little bit better if they had caught anything. But they had been out fishing for, for hours all night long and caught nothing. And there are times that we try and we try. I've, I've invited this person to church or I have, I have talked to this person about the Lord or I have tried to work on this relationship. I have tried to do better here or here or here and I am tired because it just isn't working. And we'll stay there if we allow the last thing to be the last thing. But consider, they didn't get what they were seeking the first time. But if they had, then they wouldn't have had room for what they were about to receive. If it was that they had caught all these fish, they wouldn't have had room for Jesus to get on the boat. If they had gotten what they wanted originally then Jesus might have seen these two boats. Well, they're, they're full of fish. Just move on. But sometimes the rejection, sometimes the failure is a setup. Sometimes the last thing is a setup for the next thing. How many times have you been discouraged to the point of giving up? We consider the last thing that failed, the last time that we tried, the last time that we faced rejection, and we do not want to do what the Lord is asking. <laughs> Imagine the excuses that they could have used not to obey. Now's not the time, Lord. Now's not the time to go out fishing. You fish at night so that the fish can't see your nets. I guess that's the reason. I don't know. Anytime I've ever been fishing, it's been in the day, but I haven't caught anything, so maybe that's why. So I don't know. But they could have said, Lord, now's not the time. Don't you know that you only fish in the night? Now's not the time to do it. Or, Lord, we've already cleaned our nets. We don't want to have to dirty them up again. Lord, we're tired could have used any of those excuses but the last thing is about the next thing what'd you learn during that experience what'd you learn during that difficult time how are you going to do it differently how are you going to pray differently the next time how are you going to trust differently the next time how did that prepare you for what God is about to do we got to make room for his plan. And the next thing, the third thing, do not fear the deep water. In their culture, in Jewish culture and biblical times, the water, the sea, represented confusion and fear. So those who made their living by being fishermen those who made their living on the 
water. They were used to that idea of the unknown. But certainly within their culture, within their, their thoughts, there would have been in the back of their mind, this is something to fear. You got to be really careful. You don't know what's waiting for you underneath the water, what's going to come up and get you. You don't know when your boat is going to capsize. You don't know when the waves are going to overtake you. And so often through the, the gospel writers, there's imagery of Jesus being near the water, walking on the water, stilling the water, calling out to the waves, peace be still. And it's possible that they emphasize this because Jesus wanted them to understand, do not fear the unknown. Because the Lord is the master of it all. Because Jesus is able to walk on it. Jesus is able with a word to steal it and to stop it. And even if he doesn't, he said, we're going to get to the other side. So we see this imagery happen. And here, Jesus asked Simon at first to push out just a little bit from the shore. So he started with a small thing, just a little bit of obedience. Oftentimes that will happen, that we'll hear the voice of the Lord send a card to that person or buy a meal for that person or say hello or or call someone text someone just something small that we can do but it's still an act of obedience and that leads us to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because God is wanting us to do bigger and more so he asked Simon push out just a little bit and then after they had all received the word because Simon was obviously on the boat because Jesus spoke to him, hey, push out a little further. So at this, at this point, Simon had just heard the word, the logos, the knowledge that Jesus had, had been speaking. And then he said, Simon, launch out into the deep. The word deep here in the Greek means profound mystery. He said, launch out. You've, you've heard, you've pushed out just a little and you've heard some word. You've heard a little bit. You've gotten a little taste, a little milk of the word, but I want you to push out into the deeper parts. I want you to get out into the mystery, into those places that you, you have questions. I, I've said numerous times, it's okay to ask God questions. It's all right. It's all right to say, God, I don't understand. Because we're pushing out into the mystery. We're pushing out into the deep places. We're pushing out into the profound. And that's all right. Because it was there in the mystery that the miracle occurred. Whether the fish had been in deeper waters or whether Jesus had miraculously made all these fish appear, we don't know. But it's when they went out into the deep that the fish were caught up in the net. God was able to do through them exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ask, think, or imagine according to the power that was working within them. So we see, and this is great that, you know, they're pulling up the nets and they're, they're all these fish but then the boat begins to sink. And sometimes our miracle, sometimes the thing we've been praying for, sometimes the thing we've been asking God for, and he finally, 
he does what he, you know, because his promises are true. But when we finally receive it, it's like, oh, Lord, this is how I was expecting this to happen. (laughs) I, I just thought that I'd get some fish. I didn't think you would sink my boat. Sometimes when we ask God for things and we get them, it doesn't look like we expect. We follow him in obedience and we say, yes, Lord, I will do what you say. And he brings about this draught of fish. And, and your nets begin to break. Like, Lord, that was what I was using to, that's what I've been using to, to earn a living. Lord, that's what I've been relying on. Lord, that's what I... And it said that the nets began to break. The thing that they had been relying on, the thing that they had been providing for themselves for, began to break. And then as they pulled the, pulled the fish onto the ship, the ship that was their vehicle for their financial help, began to sink. God, what I've been relying on has been, what I've been taking care of myself with this whole time, you're you're messing it up. My nets are breaking and my boat is sinking. How am I going to survive? Because sometimes the miracle that occurs in our life is not how we're expecting it to happen. It begins to break down our reliance on self. And it begins to put us in a place that we have only to look to God. We say, I've been, tr- I've been doing it this way, and I've been trying it this way, and it hasn't worked, and God tells us a different way. And then all that self-reliance just goes out the window. I, I, my nets are broken. I cannot do that anymore. My boat is sunk. I cannot do this anymore. And that's when we begin to follow him. That's when we begin to walk the way that he walked. This miracle brought Simon even further down. So we see he pushed out a little, then he goes out deeper, then the boat sinks deeper, and then it says that Peter falls down. So it just keeps going down and down and down. It brought Simon to his knees in worship before Jesus. Because we may begin with shallow faith, shallow obedience, shallow relationship, but the Lord is calling us to hear his word and to launch out into a mystery. Prepare to lose what we thought was keeping us afloat in order to receive from him, in order to abandon all and follow him. Then he says, stop being afraid because... If he's leading you there, he will not leave you there. He said, guys, we're going somewhere. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the deep waters. Stop being afraid. If I'm telling you to go there, I'm going with you. And if I'm telling you to go there, I'm not going to leave you there. We're going through this together. You may not see me every time. You may not know that I'm there. But if he takes you there, he won't leave you there. So I hope that we're hearing the word that the Lord wants to speak to us today. And because the Lord moves in our hearts, speaking, prodding, preparing, in order to get us to a moment of surrender.
if your first reaction is to say no, then I urge you to reconsider. God, I can't do this. God, I can't be, you know, I, I can't commit that much. I can't try again. So God wasn't asking them. Jesus was not asking them to, to try something brand new. He was asking them to just try again. So perhaps God is saying to us, I, I'm, I'm not telling you to, to start anything new right now. I want you to try again. Try again. Just try again. And then learn from the disciples how to be a disciple, to prep our nets, ask the Lord today for a cleansing, a stretching, a mending in order to be of use for His purpose. Do not let the last thing be the last thing because weariness and discouragement will keep us stuck. But the last no made room for what is coming next. And do not fear the deep waters. Certainly it is a mystery where God has taken us. But we are not alone and will not be alone. As the music plays, I just um, I pray that we're encouraged through this and that God wants to say these things to us that he wants to speak to our hearts today to try again try again as we go to him in prayer just ask him for that that cleansing that mending that stretching Heavenly Father we come before you today giving you praise because you are so good you are greater and better and stronger and bigger than anything that we can know. God, we are so thankful that you love us and that you are able to put power within us to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. God, not because of power that we have, not because of ability we have, not because of what we can rely on from ourselves, but God, because you live within our hearts, we can do more. We can be more. Father, I ask your help for each and every person here today. Each person that you've been speaking to in one way or another, each person that you've been telling, just give a little bit of obedience just step out a little bit in faith. Each person who has been hearing and receiving from you, I just ask that you would give them the courage to lay aside excuses. Try again. Father God, I pray that you would prepare us. Prepare us for whatever it is that you have planned and purposed. God, I pray that you would cleanse each and every person who's here today, each and every person who's watching or who will watch. God, I pray for a cleansing from your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for a mending. Because some people are so hurt, they feel like they're just full of holes. And how will God ever be able to use me like this? But God, I pray for a mending. For those who have been hurt by past experiences, from, from life situations, God, and they just don't feel like they can be useful. I pray for healing, amending even now. God, stitch it up. Yahweh Rafa, bring healing. Father God, I pray 
that you would stretch us. That we would understand that it is not by might, it is not by power, it is not by our ability, but it's what you can do through us. That we can be stretched and become and be more. Father, that we can be useful for your purpose. For those who say, I've I've tried it before, I've tried it before. I'm old, I'm tired, I'm too young, I'm whatever excuses they may make. I don't have the talent. Whatever excuses they would make, God, I pray that you would cast down those lies and stretch each and every one of us. Stretch us, God. I pray that you would help us to move past the last disappointment. God, that the last thing would not be the last thing, but we would understand that it's a setup for what you're about to do. It's a learning experience. That all we have to do is just try again. Cast out one more time. Go a little bit deeper. Cast out one more time. Try again. Try again. Try again. That we would not get stuck in the last time of hurt, time of rejection. And Father, I pray that we would not fear the deep waters. God, that you would help us to understand that you are with us. That if you're calling us to it, you'll go with us. God, I pray that you would take us by the hand and lead us into the place that you would have us go. A deeper relationship with you. A more responsibility, a a different ministry. God, I just ask that you would lead us. That you would hold our hand. So that we would not be afraid. Because you have not given a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And I just pray that for each and every life. Father, I ask your will be done in each heart today. I pray for peace. (laughs) I pray for wisdom over every heart, over each and every person who's here. God, I don't know the situations that they're facing. I don't know what you're speaking to their hearts. Whether it's small obedience or something so big and they can't even imagine how you're going to pull this one off. (laughs) But God, we just, we ask you to increase our faith. Your will be done in each and every life today. Everyone here, everyone watching. And we say over your people, may Yahweh bless you. May he keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. And may peace that passes understanding be yours today, tomorrow, and ongoing. In Jesus' precious name, amen.